feel free to move down a little closer if you'd like to. There are some seats down toward the front. It's always more fun when we can see you and we feel like a cozier group. I'd like to welcome you to this evening's Meet the Artist interview here in the War Memorial Opera House. Tonight it is, uh, let's see, Friday, March 11th, 2016. And this evening, if I've calculated correctly, you'll be seeing Capella. And you're in for a terrific treat if you have not already seen the ballet. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet. And I, have, of course, want to remind you that these points of view programs are recorded for possible posting on our website as podcasts, and so offering a welcome to those who may be listening via the internet, and also to encourage you to go to our website, sfballet.org, and review these interviews, the points of view programs, the Meet the Artist interviews. Um, the dancers are an amazingly articulate bunch. Uh, the staff and production staff and choreographers and ballet masters have so much to say, so it really enriches your your experience at the ballet when you're able to review some of those interviews. It's a real pleasure, and I, I feel like I want to say finally, for me to be uh, interviewing Doris, <laughs> Doris Andre. Hello. Welcome, Doris. Thank you. Doris is um, one of the company's newer principal dancers, but a very old friend to most of you, I think, from watching her performances over a number of years. And of course, she is uh, performing this weekend as Swanilda in Coppelia. So she has a lot of fun things to say about the piece, as well as to fill us in on, oh, the last 11 or so years as a member of the San Francisco Ballet. I want to start right there with you have, with your career at San Francisco Ballet. You came here um, from the amazing school that has produced many of our best dancers. Tell us just a word or two about that. About Maria Davila. Lola School? Yeah. Yeah, I was there, I was part of the new generation. Because her mom, uh, Maria de Avila, had just given the school to Lola. So it was, a, it was different because Lola had just left San Francisco Ballet School and gone back to Spain. And Diego and was part of my group of mm -hmm. people. And it was a little younger and a little more. The school was very serious before Lola came. And then Lola came and everything was a little easier. Easier. Like, not easier. <laughs> like, we worked very hard, but it wasn't... It wasn't so serious. And you can tell, I feel like the people that Lola has produced, if you know me and Diego, like we're not the most serious people. You let me Aha. <laughs> Very professional, though. Very professional. But it's extraordinary training, yes. which is um, obvious. You spent um, several years in our corps de ballet, and I think it's really important we are getting a signal that we need to speak more into the mics. Um, the spending 
time in the corps de ballet as a preparation for moving up the ranks in the company is a slightly different path than um, being hired as a principal dancer. It's just a different different world. I yeah, think. I mean, I only have one perspective because I was never hired as a principal, <laughs> so I can only speak for the other side. Mm -hmm. But I think that being in the corps is the hardest thing. I've ever done. Thank you. <laughs> it's way. I think it's way harder than being a solicitor or being a principal. I mean, I haven't been a principal for that long, but when you're in the core, you work very hard. You're here all day, and you don't get um, you don't get the attention. You don't get the praise. You don't get. It's very hard mentally and physically. Swan Lake. Those girls were there every single night, and it's so painful. It's so, there's nothing that compares to it. So it's, I, th I think it's very, it makes you humble, it makes you work very hard, and I think it also makes you appreciate what other people are doing on stage with you. Mm -hmm. It's never just about you. Like there's, a full length is never about the two people doing the principal mm -hmm. roles, it's about everybody. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you're in the core, you're very conscious of it, and it will never leave you. And I, I hope it never leaves me. I think it's a very important lesson. Being aware that you're part of a Being big aware that you, picture. It should never be about you. It's, it's, it's about the big picture. It's mm -hmm. about everybody doing their best. Mm -hmm. and it's a community, and it should look like a community. San Francisco Ballet is fortunate to have such... It's one of the larger companies, certainly in this country. Um, so... A choreographer can come in and have a pick of principals and of soloists, but as I understand it, in this company, Helgi is very generous to the visiting choreographers, and they often reach down into the core. And we certainly have I mean, watched we have, you. The core is so talented. Right now, it's, I think it's insane. You have kids like One Way or Esteban or so many. Mm -hmm. They're just, they could be principals. I, I'm, honestly, they're technically way better than I am. Oh. They are. They're like, there's no doubt. Like, I'm not being like, oh, they're way, no, they are way better than I am. <laughs> technically, absolutely. They're incredible. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's so rich that this company has, mm -hmm. the core is so good mm -hmm. that when people come from the outside and they just don't look at, oh, those principals, they look at everybody and they're like, that kid is insane. That kid is insane. I want him in my ballet. And I would do that. I would never just be like, just because they have a, you know, they're a principal and they have a title. But if you like somebody else and they're very capable, I would use, I would do the same thing. Well, fortunately, many a visiting choreographer looked into the core when you were still back in the core. And you certainly began to do a lot of featured parts. And then you were promoted to soloist in 2012, I believe. I'm not sure. Um, I read the Sorry. part. Um, <laughs> dancing as officially, now, we've already noticed that you danced a lot of featured parts, even when you were still in the core. But then you become officially a soloist. Is there something different about, how, about your life at that point? I mean... You don't wake up one day, you're like, I'm a soloist. I'm going to stop swearing and I'm going like, to act like an adult. Like, you don't, like, 
change who you are because you have a different title. I think it takes a little while, and then you're, but then there are things that your environment starts to change, and you don't, you're not in the rehearsals with everybody all the time, which gets lonely sometimes. You miss, you know, being in the back laughing. Like, you know, I miss those days a little bit sometimes. But there are many things I don't miss about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like changes are never, especially like it's you, it's your, it's you working every day, and just because your title changes, doesn't really change that much. Mm -hmm. You know, you you still do, you still go to class. Just I still struggle to do the same things. It's it's the same. You have danced a the gamut of the repertoire here at the ballet, at San Francisco Ballet, and you have had like a, a buffet of the classics and the Balanchine rep and very contemporary and the 20th century classics in all those years, in all those roles. Which ones stand out to you as being, and I'm going to it's a two-part question. The ones that you really liked doing and the ones that you found easiest. Is that fair? Fair. I mean, I'm, the easiest are always the wiggle-wiggle type of dance. It's like modern and like, I feel so good. Those are great. Those are really great to dance. But they're, I also like the challenge of new things. And things are when something's hard and it's technically hard and you have to work very hard and improve, those feel like accomplishments. So they, even though they might not be easy, and they end up feeling like you're, you're proud of those. I'm proud of those, like achieving certain things. I've seen other things that I might be better at. Even though I have a lot of fun and it's natural to me, it, that they don't feel like achievements. They're, I'm not so proud of those. If that makes any sense, I don't know. Sure. What about dancing character parts? Do you like those, telling stories? I love telling stories. It's, you get to be somebody for a day. Who doesn't, you know? It's like Halloween. <laughs> you like have little, like every program is like you have a private Halloween. You're like, today I'm going to be this way. <laughs> today I'm going to be sassy. Today I'm going to be very sad. It's great. It's, you get to explore different parts of yourself because you have to act a different way, you know? You get to, you realize that you are sad when you play a sad person. I don't know, it's just, yeah, you get to explore your own self, which is always very interesting to me, to like self-explore who you are through these different characters. I know that I'm thinking back to just a couple of years ago, and I'm also warming up to the fact that you were promoted last year to that, that pinnacle of being a principal dancer. Uh, you appeared in many, um, I called the earlier ones featured roles. These would be the super featured roles that are often danced by principals. One of the ones that stands out in my mind is Myrta in Giselle. Um, there's a character, and there is one of the hardest technical challenges you'd ever have. How, and I remember my response to seeing you was really... She's so mean. No, well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I had always seen you do the perky, yeah. the, the modern works. I knew you had all the technical ability in the world. But it, 
and you're not a tall person. And I always think of Mirta <laughs> as being the tallest dancer on stage. Typically, I think so, yeah. But, but I, I was blown away by your Mirta. You. I want you to tell us, how did you approach doing that kind of different part? Actually, it's, once again, just because maybe it's the novelty of it, but because it was so different, because I always do the happy, perky, like hyper, I don't know why, typecast. Um, but because I always do that, the novelty of being serious and feeling, you know, it's very empowering to be commanding. You're not really commanding, but the whole core and... It's, it's, it was a definitely a first for me because it's, yeah, typically for somebody taller, it, it felt really good. It, I, I would love to do more works like that, actually. When it's, you feel more to who we are, really. Like, we're, we don't walk around skipping, like, la, la, la. So having a work that actually is more like you, which I think Mirta, not the mean part, not, this sounds terrible. <laughs> it's like, I think I'm like Mirta. No, I'm not, I'm not, I think. So at the end of last season, um, you w were able to dance one of the favorite prima ballerina roles, which was Juliet. And at that point, it was then announced that you would receive the promotion to principal dancer. Tell us about the experience of being told you were going to do Juliet and then preparing for it and what it felt like to be that ballerina. Um, I mean, doing Juliet is, is the best. It's, there's nothing, I don't think, I hope I get to do it again. It's the, it's the best. I feel like you go through... The girl, you really tell a story, you really like, it's profound and it, like I say, like I feel like you learn things about yourself preparing for that role. I, I did learn a lot of things. Um, it's just, it's very, it's deep and it's profound and, and we don't, you know, it's rare when you get to work on something that makes you feel so much and it's very important to have those moments where, you know, we works very hard, we're, we're always jumping around and doing a thousand relevés a day, and when you f do them for that type of purpose, it's, there's nothing like it. And the contrast this season to dancing Swanilda, um, could there be two more different roles? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, they're very different. Um, Swanilda for me is very challenging technically. Um, it's the first full length I do that it's like that. Because Juliet is challenging, but it's more like emotionally challenging and dramatic. It's dramatic, it's, it's more acting. Um, so I know that you can act your way out, you know. You, you still have to do the things that you have to do. <laughs> you can be like, I'm just going to be cute now. So it's, it's very different. Swanilda is actually really tiring because you have to be hyper and happy and so animated for so long. It's two and a half hours of just nonstop, just looking at things and moving. And you know how kids are. And it's basically like how kids are. They just like run to things instead of walk to things. Just like point and run. That's how you feel like that. You feel like a little kid just 
going crazy. And it's, it's really tiring. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but those of you who may have come in after we started, um, I'm in conversation with principal dancer Doris Andre, who is performing this week um, in the role of Swanilda. And uh, so you made it through last night, which was your first performance. We get to see you again. Uh, Sunday. Sunday, Matt. Matt. Um, how did it feel when you finished last night? Um, <laughs> uh, good things. I mean, yeah, good things. <laughs> when you have... I mean, it would, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to answer this. Um, it's, you know, it's always a process. You're never... I feel like if you're... The day that you're like, I conquer ballet is the day that you'll stop doing ballet because it's... Like anything, like any art form, like anything. If you, you say that you conquered it, you, you don't know anything. So I feel like this feeling of, ah, oh, I could have been better, I could have done that better, it's, that's part of being a dancer. You always want to do it better. You're, you're never going to finish and be like, I'm proud, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm proud that I finished and didn't pass out halfway through. <laughs> Very proud of that. That was an accomplishment, and yes. But, you know, there are things that I... I obviously think they could have been better but I hope I always feel this way and never like that was great I don't need to work on anything anymore I've heard uh, principal dancers I've heard many many dancers say that one of the things about um, getting through your first season let's say with a new part is that you learn when in the role you can take it easy I <laughs> do you do you look forward to your next performance, knowing when you can? I think I need to relax a little. Yeah, come down in a few moments because it was just like, <gasps> like just crazy. And then I was like, I'm really tired. But you know, you learn those things. You learn how to pace yourself and and also the nerves because you know it's the audience, the adrenaline, and you just you give two hundred percent, and then you realize that you you can't because there's only a hundred percent you can give. That's math, you know. Now that you've got Myrta and you've got Juliet, I hope I'm not overlooking another important part and Swanhilda. Um, I mean, they're all important, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, how do you feel about doing comedy? I love doing comedy. It's, it's hard and it's challenging, but it's, I think it's very satisfying. There's nothing... No better feeling than making somebody happy and somebody laugh. Because that's when you're happy. If you laugh, you're happy. It's, and giving that to somebody is the, also the best feeling. You know? And I think, I think that yeah, people who are comedians, or it comes from... I don't, I don't think it's attention-seeking. I think it's the, the other way around. I like to see like, enter, entertainers as people who want to make people happy. And want to make people so I think there's very giving to want to make people laugh. So yeah, I'm thinking of another great comic part that you have done, and that is the one of the stepsisters in I love that Cinderella. It's so fun. Yeah. Do you look forward to the, perhaps doing that again? I would love to do that again. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward um, to I that. I think it's been announced. It's official that. Uh, when I get in trouble, I don't know anything. Um, it was on Facebook. If it's okay, on good. Facebook, it's 
open. <laughs> um, San Francisco Ballet will be at the Kennedy Center in the fall doing Christopher Wilden's Cinderella. Oh yeah, it was on Facebook. Yes. So um, it's an interesting um, thing to think about a ballet like that because principal dancers do those those com uh, character parts. Well, they're they're quite important. They're like, yeah, they're very important. I think, and I think that once again, I don't think it's it's a status thing. Like principal dancers need to be doing those roles because we need, you know, I think it's just Christopher just wanted certain people in mm -hmm. those roles. And it happened that they were principals, I don't, you know. I don't and they ended up alternating as Cinderella's mm -hmm. too, so. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah, Vanessa, and Francis, they all three did Sisters and Cinderella. So that's something to look forward to maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we are at a point now where perhaps audience members might have questions for Doris. And so um, if I could get you to raise a hand. And She's got Yes. Great question. How are you going to dance differently on Sunday than you did um. last night? <laughs> I... Well, I have a rehearsal tomorrow with Felipe. I'm pretty sure he's going to address that. But <laughs> I, I'm, I think just being a little more calm and aware, just not trying to do everything, being like this step. I have never tried it, but I'm going to do it better than I have ever done before. That doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work that way. You can just all of a sudden be the best you've ever been. I mean, maybe, but, you know. That 200% thing. That 200% thing, it's, it's not really, you know, doesn't work. Is there somebody over here? i like to try to go back and, okay, yes. I started dancing when I was nine. It's my, um, I used to swim a lot when I was a kid, and I wasn't growing because I was swallowing too much water, and... My parents were like, well, you need to do something active. And I was like, okay, I want to do something active that I can talk to people. They're like, ballet. So that's what happened. No, you can't really talk in ballet class, but I thought you could. <laughs> thought you could. <laughs> I was tricked. <laughs> well, they're like, yeah. So that's a pretty that's good age to start, isn't it? About nine years old. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I think so. But, We'll say yes. I think, yeah, it seems. Yeah. A role that you would love to play that you haven't yet played? Many. Um, I've a dream role. I, I love Giselle. I've always have. That's one that, yeah, definitely I would love to do Giselle one day. Um, many, so many. But I think that one's the one that stands out the most out of all of them. Yeah. Takes me to get ready. She said, "How long does it take me to?" How long does it take to get ready? Um, I'm quite fast. I can do my makeup really fast, which is sometimes not a good thing because then you have too much time before the show, and then you're just like overthinking things. You're like, do I 
step on the right or do a step on the left. So sometimes I like personally start my makeup time a little later than what some people do, just to not have too much time before the show. The dancers are um, required to be here by a certain time. Half an hour, but you're, you're here usually at least an hour, if not more, because it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes makeup and hair, and then warm up and going over the steps or practicing a few things, making sure your costume is in the right place, those things. So it's like an hour, an hour and a half before the show. And I imagine it will vary a little bit depending it varies. on the like roles. We have like the roles or depending on the person. Some people like to get here at the last minute and go on stage. Some people like to really get ready hours. Mm. Early. Like it really is very uh, a personal thing. What motivates you to become better every day? That's, uh, that's deep. <laughs> um, I feel like people who do, like artists or dancers in general, it, dancing is it's a very optimistic art form. Like we come here every day thinking that we can do it better than the day before. Every day it's like, I'm going to do this better than the day before. And it's not always the case. You can't really just be better. But I think it's, it's a type of personality that wants to just be put in a situation that wants to be better every day. And I think that it's just, you know, it, it makes you, it brings pur purpose to life. This is getting really deep now, but it's true. It's, it gives you like a purpose. It makes, you wake up every day having, you know, knowing what you want to do, and that's that's very important. And I think it like makes life much easier, as in like not having a purpose and not knowing why are you here. You know, my purpose is to make ten days better every day, and that's you know, it's not maybe not. The nicest thing, maybe I could have a, a purpose that was a bit more meaningful, but it still makes my life easier, I think. I don't know if that answered any. Oh. Want an easier follow-up question? Um, let me see if, so that you aren't getting all the questions. Is there any one more question? Can we let this person over here have it? Okay. Yes, sir. This is a good... Yeah, the core of the ballet becomes so beautifully synchronized, as you have said, um, by a lot of rehearsals. So many. They're there every day, and they're just... They stop and restart until everybody is doing exactly the same thing. It's, it's, there's, it's nothing like it. It's so hard. It's so, so hard. I would give some credit to a really good ballet master. Of course. Yeah, I mean, it takes the ballet masters, it, it takes, it takes every, it, it's a whole, it's everybody, mm -hmm. it's involved, but it also takes the people wanting to be together 
after long hours. You know, it's, it's very hard. I remember certain ballet masters having just the magic thing to say or a, a special little trick that could get you all in line and could get you all breathing and moving at the same time. And some are just better at it than others. Well, I think, I don't, honestly, I don't think there's a magic trick to being all together and in line. I think it just takes a lot of time and effort from both parts, the ballet masters, mistress, and, and the people in the rehearsal. Mm. And it's repetition. Yeah. It's, I don't think magic is... Magic is like the 200% thing. It's, it's not a thing. We have time for one question that'll have a short answer. Um, all right, here. Do you do any cross-training? Any other exercising? I used to swim a lot, and I stopped swimming. But um, and now I do gyrotonics um, on my days off. I go, I go to, there's one, um, I think it's called SF Gyro, it's where Lines Ballet is at, and I go to uh, the Seat Center, it's on Pack Heights. I alternate between the two of them. It's, it's good, it's like Pilates for dancers, everything's about rotation, and it feels very good, it aligns you, and it's just also, uh, it's very, I use it to prevent um, injuries mostly, when things are starting to hurt or you're, when your body's acting up in a weird way, it seems to balance it out. So that's what I do. I wish we had time for more, but they're going to start giving us very um, firm signals from behind this curtain. It has been a real pleasure to be in conversation with Doris Andre. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Doris. Thank you.